You're listening to the Simple Growth Podcast, the show that helps business owners get their life back. Here's your host, Mike Callahan. Welcome back to the SA Weekly Talk Show. Mike Callahan here, bringing the knowledge to the SA community once again this Friday afternoon. So what we're going to be diving into is a special edition uh, that I'm going to be hosting myself as a certified advisor of Service Autopilot for all the things you need to get ready inside your Service Autopilot account to actually go out and crush your goals for 2021. Uh, This is going to be part one of a many-part series, but I thought it was my duty as a certified advisor and a fellow business owner to actually go out and break down the things that I see fit in this time, especially with COVID, that you really need to have uh, set up in Service Autopilot and some things that Possibly you need to connect with Service Autopilot for success and to go out and dominate your 2021 goals um, by using the software. So if you have any comments or questions, please drop below in the comments. Happy to answer them live here. But like I said, this is part one of a many part series that we're going to be doing uh, leading up to 2021. So you can make sure that your business and your budget as well as your marketing plan are all in sync and you have all the key parts of Service Autopilot set up to get good data in and good data out. And a lot of times data people are, a lot of times people think data is not sexy, but I will tell you once we dive into this, we're gonna make data sexy because it is going to help you set realistic goals for your business and how to go out and hit those goals with bottom line profit. Yes, bottom line profit that you can physically stick in your pocket. So without any further delay, we're gonna dive into this and take a look at what your service autopilot needs to look like for part one of the many part series here for success. I'm going to flip the screen out here. And like I said, if you have any comments or questions, drop them below um, in the comment section. So first thing I want to really ask everybody here is how many people feel that there's, they have Service Autopilot fully set up for 2021 success? If you're watching the live stream here, feel free to type it in the comments. Uh, if you're using Service Autopilot or any other CRM, Customer Relation Management Software, how confident do you feel that you are fully set up with every part of the software that you're going to need to be successful in 2021? So feel free to type in those comments. Um, and... If you answered no to that, what part of the system is your biggest concern? So like I said, this is a multi-part um, presentation that we're going to be doing over the sex- next several weeks um, in between our live guests that we interview on the show. So I want to know um, in the live recorded version, what are the biggest parts in the system that is your biggest concern that think is going to be your roadblock or hurdle to success by using utilizing the software? So if you can put those comments in there, I will make sure that I address those for you as we dive in to our multi-part series to setting up your service autopilot for success in 2021. So some of the key factors for better profits with service autopilot, in my personal opinion, and in my service business, is we want to create estimates that ensure profits. We have jobs with budgeted times that can be tracked for accountability with a quality constraint. We want to track jobs for costing and overhead. So what I mean by that is we have a job costing methodology built in the back end of Service Autopilot to recover your overhead to ensure profits. We also want to have a process that ensures that the budgets are being reviewed on a daily basis. So what is the process in place inside Service Autopilot and in your office that creates accountability? So whether you're a solo entrepreneur running the business in the office and the field yourself, or 
maybe a million dollar plus operation where you have a full-time office staff. So how do we create the accountability for a weekly or daily cadence to make sure that certain things are being looked at by our team in the office? And then how are we creating a repetitive uh, cadence as well for the people in the field to know what's going on? And as we're talking about people in the field, we want to create that public accountability and reward system based on your team's production. And I mentioned it before, quality. So those are one of the big things that um, I ran into a big issue in my lawn care company, Callahan's Lawn Care, is that we focused traditionally on production first, and then we followed up when we had quality issues. So I want to go in and create a process here for you to marry your production and quality at the same time, so you don't run into those issues that we had in my lawn care company. Having a system that tracks and reports this automatically, so it's not enough to track it, but we want to put it automatically in place so we can buy back time and eliminate those repetitive and tedious tasks that you and your team members ultimately will be doing if we don't automate it. And then finally, we want to set a process for raising prices with no em emotion. So one of the things I really get a kick out of is when I look at a lot of the Facebook posts that people are going out and raising their prices as a percentage or say $5 per cut across the board in the lawn care industry. Well, in part two or part three of this series, we're going to show you how to raise your prices with no emotion and why, in essence, if you are raising as a percentage across the board or a dollar per amount per visit, with the exception of maybe fertilization because the material price may be going up as a set percentage. But outside of that, you are really uh, going out and alienating your most profitable clients and taking your least profitable clients that are the biggest pain in the butt probably. Um, when you raise their prices up, they already know they're getting a smoking deal and you're probably just getting them up to market value. So what you're doing is enticing your worst customers, your least profitable clients to um, not cancel your service, but you're basically taking your most profitable clients and getting them to go out and shop you on the open market. So we're going to set some process and system behind this so we can go out to 2021 for predictable results that are scalable. So first thing we want to do is standardize our lead intake for predictable and scalable results. So over here on the left-hand side of the screen is actually a screenshot from the early days of Callahan's Lawn Care. We had the mobile printer the laptop and service autopilot right on my laptop with a Wi-Fi connection. On the right-hand side of the screen here, uh, I want to put some context to this. And some people probably have already seen this picture. But what you're looking at is our ad drop of every door direct, direct mailings, postcards, um, and a few other mailing things that we did to build route density that I'll get into later in the different parts of this um, series. But what we happened here is we would spend thirty-five dollars to $40,000 in literally about a month to a month and a half period. You heard me right. 30 to 30 or 30 to about $40,000, probably closer to the 35 to $40,000 mark in advertising and go out and mail and directly uh, try to build route density. So we're going to be talking about things such as casting the digital net across your whole entire market area and then going in offline to build route density with some of these things we're talking about. But the reason why I bring this up and I feel that it is so important is I had the ability to go out to service autopilot's office in the early days, uh, the original office. And I had the ability to sit down with the co-founder of service autopilot, Jonathan Petoshnik, or you may know Jonathan as of the lawn care millionaire. Um, but basically the ability to sit down with Jonathan and a few other lifelong friends that we met there uh, to mention Chad Cranston and Garrett Matthews that are also crushing their local markets. Uh, but what we learned, or at least what I wanted to learn when we went out to this uh, roundtable over two and a half days with Jonathan was, I wanted to know, how do I set service autopilot up in particularly 
to handle the lead flow that this massive uh, marketing spend was going to generate. And that ad spend uh, on those direct mailings, amongst other things, generated 11 to 1,200 estimates a month. So I knew that statistically, if we had that kind of surge from a few hundred to 11 to 1,200, the office would have fell apart. So I needed service autopilot set up in a particular workflow that was predictable and could be delegated across several CSR, customer service reps. Or if you're scaling your business um, and utilizing a virtual assistant, this is something that can be scaled out by a virtual assistant as well. So we want to look at how do we get service autopilot fully set up? And I'm going to go into a really high level. And then part one of the series is going to go into particular things that we need to track in service autopilot far as lead sources and client acquisitions. So, um, reasons why they won or lost the estimate and cancellation reasons. And then how do we take that non-emotional data since we have good data in, now we're going to get good data out. How do we take that and use some of the pre-canned reports in the service autopilot and figure out how many people came from each lead source, how many converted into a client, what was the cost per lead acquisition, and what was the client lifetime value? How much was each customer worth on average from each marketing source? And what we're going to do is take that information at the end of this um, video here and show you how to start building out a marketing plan based on statistics and averages. So if we want to grow out and scale our business by 50, 100, 200%, A, is it in our budget? And what is the net cash flow um, results of our marketing? So we're going to really dial this in. A little bit of this may be a review, but hang in there because sequentially we are building a foundational understanding of the software and how we go out and get those data points to go out and set a realistic plan for public accountability in your business on a weekly and daily basis based on particular sales goals. So if you're in a lawn care company, we're going to take a look at it and say, if I want to grow my lawn mowing by 500 new accounts this year, and I want to grow my fertilizing by 1200 accounts, how do we set that up with cash flow projections for the marketing, some assumptions based on averages historically that are, believe it or not, are probably in your service autopilot account. You may not be aware of how to utilize them. And if you don't have all the data in there, this is the perfect time in 2020 to add some of the report, um, information in. So we can actually go backwards and in not many places in the system can you go backwards to fix it. But if you add this data in, it will actually update your lead source and acquisition costs. So hold with me um, and you know grab a soda or something. We're gonna get into this and um, any comments or questions, drop them below um, how we do this. So uh, Casey Thomas says, is autopilot already set up? So uh, Casey, if you could clarify that, service autopilot, um, when you purchase it, there is a launch expert um, as well as a launch team, which is really good at Service Autopilot, getting you set up and getting you trained on the system. So they help you get those key areas of the system set up. Uh, the goal of today's um, call is once you get that main part of the system set up, how do we go in and, and utilize the full power of Service Autopilot um, on top of that awesome setup and onboarding that the launch team does over there with Chris Volpe uh, amongst that whole team? So. Um, Casey, this will be, if you're a service autopilot user just starting up, I think this will be an eye-opening um, talk of what the system can actually do for you. And this is exactly what I did in my service business to hit that seven-figure mark and well beyond um, and scale the business. But the first thing before we scale is we need to set the foundation, and that's what we're diving into today. 
So the first thing here is this flowchart is a high-level overview of Service Autopilot fully set up. So as a certified advisor, um, Simple Growth goes in and helps people set this up. So this is our roadmap of what we use uh, when people need extra help outside of the launch team. Um, so if you're setting this up yourself with the launch team, this is kind of your executable blueprint, the flowchart that you want to take a look at. Um, and if you need a screenshot of this, uh, just drop a message. I'm happy to get it to you. But the idea here is um, to be fully set up the first thing from lead acquisition all the way through billing fulfillment. We need a, a website request. So whether that's a version two or a version three uh, web form on your website, what you're going to do is under the publish code, it's going to give you stripped HTML to give to your webmaster and that puts it on your website. When it's set up correctly, it's going to automatically insert the lead into service autopilot and hopefully alert somebody on your team to provide an estimate. It's also going to be tracking the sales source. How did they hear about us? So client info and sales sources automatically entered in SA. If the client calls, we should have a standardized way of entering their information in whether it's you or your office staff or your virtual assistant. And we're going to go over how to standardize that because this is what I needed to learn in my business when we were getting 1,100 to 1,200 estimates a month in the spring season. Now, the next thing is sales source. How do they hear about us? So we can't go out and scale the business if we don't know where the previous businesses come. And what I'll do through the next few slides is show you that not all lead sources are equal. Some are more expensive, but the return on investments is exponentially better. and Believe it or not, some lead sources have higher cancellation rates. So um, those are things we need to look at. So what we're going to do is now that we've got them inside Service Autopilot, we want to go out and create an estimate. So we're going to go over things such as custom fields or job variables. So most businesses, when they start out, um, dive into what I like to call um three different ways of estimating. So the first way of estimating is going out, which I'm not going to recommend, is basing your estimating on how your consumer prices. So what is the market value? We don't, we don't want to do that. But the next step is where I'm going with this is, is inside Service Autopilot, you can evolve your estimating process. So the next one I like to call is guesstimating. This is a time-based estimating. So you can go out and plug in how many minutes or hours you think the job is going to take. And the system will calculate based on your hourly rate of say $50 an hour, it will create a budgeted, um, an actual price based on your time of your experience, based on your experience, how long it's going to take and a budgeted cost, your cost before profit. So you've got your guesstimating. That's that time-based process. Now, the next thing we want to evolve into is a production rate-based estimating system. And that production rate-based estimating system is going to be based on how long it takes your guys and girls in the field and your particular equipment. So no longer are you going to Facebook or somewhere else trying to say, what is the industry average? Now, industry averages are great for a benchmark, but we really want to base your pricing on your production, on your guys and girls and your equipment. So we can standardize that. And they're going to show you how to set the system up right now. So if you're basing it on time, we can run a report and say three to six months and get production rates based on your team. So we're going to lay the foundation. Next thing is when we go in and have all the information, we've captured either the time or square footage or linear foot. Home cleaning is going to be livable square footage of a house that we're cleaning. We're going to hit the button and hit add an estimate. A pre-built template loads with all your services. And if those job variables or custom fields are filled out, a system will automatically calculate a price, budgeted time, and cost before profit. Now, at that point, we're going to probably try to close this person over the phone and close that sale. But if we don't, we're going to save that estimate. 
and we're going to email that estimate out. And what we're doing is creating a set it and forget it predictable process that can be delegated. Even if you're doing it yourself as the business owner, we want to start buying that time back. So this preloaded email loads, it's got some pre-built marketing content that can be customized on the fly, but it's a set it and forget it idea. And there's a button in there. They can click on a link and open up <clears throat> an estimate. So we're going to email out to your client. Now, if we lose the estimate, we are going to go in and talk about our loss estimate and how in the next few screens, how do we close that lead out so we can have a clear view of how many people are in the system that can convert into a live client in that time slot. Now, the people that we've closed out as lost leads, we can still see in the system, we can still market to, uh, but it's giving us a clear view of how many people are in our actual sales pipeline to project out. Now, if the estimate is one, we're going to schedule for about 99% of the services with several few, very few exceptions. We're going to schedule off the estimate and why we're scheduling off the estimate is going, it's going to force you to convert the lead into a client. Now, two huge benefits here. First is that lead into client transaction is going to force you for database hygiene. Doesn't sound too great, but database hygiene, it's something we need to look at. We don't want Mrs. Smith as a lead in the client. So that database hygiene, we're going to transfer her over. And now we don't have duplicate contacts. In addition, when we schedule from the estimate, your price, your budgeted time and cost and materials or products, if they are included in that, will be transferred directly into the actual job being scheduled. Very, very important because we don't want to miss those pieces, nor do we want to create repetitive um, data entry and room for errors. So we're trading a streamlined flow. I like to call this once it's done, the five to six screens of success. We're creating a process that can be trained up very, very quickly. Now, the next thing is we're going to go in and schedule the work. So if you're using Service Autopilot, no matter your industry, uh, we've got several different ways of scheduling. So we've got a one-time job. We know the day of the week um, that it's going to be scheduled and the date. Uh, we have a weekly or bi-weekly um, or different type of recurring schedules. That could be your weekly lawn mowing or your weekly or bi-weekly home cleaning. And then we have a thing called a waiting list job. So this is very... Um, in non-industry specific. So in the lawn care industry, this could be a fall cleanup coming into the fall season. We need a fall cleanup done sometime this month, but not particularly today. Home cleaning industry, same exact thing. Maybe we have a, uh, a move in, move out, or maybe a, a post-construction clean. That post-construction clean doesn't need to be done on a particular day, but it needs to be done sometime this week. So it allows you to route to fill the gaps in your schedule and create route optimization. So we're going to be talking about route optimization in the next column here, but we want to minimize that non-billable drive time and drive those expenses down. Now, next thing is we're getting into routing. So um, if it is less than 23 stops, it automatically in Smart Maps or Maps Pro will automatically at no fee automate that for you. If it's above 23 or above, uh, you can use the paid uh, optimization uh, through URSI or Track Road or several other ones, depending where you're at in uh, the United States or Canada. It works really well, and we use that in our business. And, and it, it paid um, big dividends for us. So what we're going to do is go in and optimize those stops and save. We're going to double-check the pins on the map in order, so one, two, three, four, five, to make sure it makes sense. Um, now, we're also going to demystify that in some of the uh, training here is that we need to have a, a starting address for those crews um, where they're starting from, because that route optimization, if it doesn't have a place to optimize for start and end, um, is probably going to optimize off the beginning of the, the middle of the latitude longitude in that area. So we want to make sure we dial that in. Next thing is we're going into dispatch boards. We're getting those jobs out in the field 
if we have a no call, no show employee, not that any of us do, but if we do by chance, uh, we're going to adjust the crew on the fly. So the upper right hand corner under the more tab, we can drop it down, assign crews, and that is going to update your crew just that day. And it's going to adjust your budgeted time um, and those employees. That's going to be really key to have good data in, good data out for payroll, production reports, and job costing reports. Then we're going to print or get it out in the mobile. I'm going to recommend using the mobile, whether it's a legacy or team app, that's going to get that uh, ready to go. Now, in theory right now, as we're looking at this, our team is in the field. They're getting that work done and they're clocking in and out of those mobiles or writing it down on the hard copy paper. The advantage of the mobile, which I'm going to recommend is that it pays for itself tenfold is um, it's going to automatically enter the start and stop times for every job. And in addition, which I think is extremely important, is we're going to have our teams clock in and out of the non-billable drive time. So what we're going to have is a labor with labor burden cost effect when we're on site for those jobs and a labor with labor burden cost effect for the non-billable jobs as well. So the analytics of the reporting that we're going to be diving into is really, really um, good if we have those data points. I'm recommending you use the mobile team app or legacy app for that. Now, once we're done with that, this closeout day screen really is probably the most important screen in all of service autopilot. And the reason being is that this is the last time a human can touch that job um, to check the start and stop times, the price and the budgeted time. So this quick two to three minute process through your dispatch or your closeout day screen is going to allow you to have good data in because whether you bill weekly, daily, or monthly at basically midnight or 1201 of that day, those invoices are going to automatically generate. And if you sync with QuickBooks, those invoices are now duplicated or replicated inside QuickBooks. So we're buying time back and creating a predictable system. So we don't want to go out and manually create invoices inside Service Autopilot. We want to utilize the closeout day screen, track the data, which is going to allow us to raise our prices with not emotion and a whole lot more. So very, very important. Don't rush through the closeout day screen. Take a few minutes and make sure the data is right. And then we're going to go out and invoice and collect. So most people, including myself, when we buy service autopilot, rush to scheduling and billing because we need to get paid. We need to get the work done. But if we follow this flow, we're creating a, a fundamental building upon each other here of uh, foundation. So we know what builds on top of each other. We start missing some of these things. That's when we don't fully utilize the software. But if we go through the process here, um, and finally get to invoice and collect. We're going to show you how to, um, with three clicks of a button, charge all your invoices um, via credit card through Clarent. Very quick, money in the bank within 24 to 48 hours. We can invoice the emails with three click and we can print the invoices with three clicks if we want. And we can enter in installments. So let's say we have a landscape maintenance contract that includes your mowing, bed edging, shrub pruning, but doesn't include the pruning of trees over 10 feet. So we can go and set an installment billing to include all the services I've listed, but we can bill up and above for your 10 foot or higher tree pruning. So and it gives you the flexibility to really fully utilize the system now. So the first thing we want to look at is when we go into service autopilot, um, if you're just starting out, even if you've been using this a while, uh, we've shown this to several people who have been using this eight or nine years and they do skip some of these steps. So um, this is a quick review, but the devil is in the details here. So we go up and hit the green plus icon. We're going to add a lead. The things I'm going to recommend to train your team in as a bare minimal is we want first name and last name, and that will automatically populate here. If it is a commercial client, say Acme Inc., we would override and type Acme Inc. in here. 
as you do this, the service address and billing address automatically populate. Very similar uh, workflow in V3. I'm going to stick to V2 right now because that's probably where the majority of people are at when they're watching this. We want to get the email from the client. Very important if we're utilizing email marketing. Um, and we want to get their cell phone number. When in doubt, I recommend putting the cell phone in the cell phone file because if you're going in to use two-way texting or automations on texting, that's the, the number it's pulling from. Now, if it's not a cell phone number, um, the system doesn't actually send a text message. You don't get charged for that. Um, where it says provider, I would I would recommend ignoring this. This is a legacy feature. So if you're on Pro Plus and utilizing two-way texting and automations, you do not need this. Uh, hitting on it quickly here, master properties. So uh, we did all the right aids in my company in the city for a while. We would have a master property of, say, Genesis Property Management, and the sub-property uh, right aids would all be tucked underneath that as sub-properties. So that's how we would handle that. So the next thing is we're going in the next tab here. So we were just filled in the personal information. Under details, main thing that we want to get in here, in my opinion, uh, we may want to add a CSR, a customer service rep, but the main thing I'm looking at here is commercial or residential. We're segmenting our database so we can have separate follow-up and separate marketing um, communication based on commercial or residential. Once, a while, once again, we want to talk to where they're at in the customer lifecycle based on what type of account they are. Very important. Under the sales tab, we need to go in and select the source. How did they hear about us? This is going to be very important as we start to build out this marketing budget that we're going to do at the end of uh, today's talk. And if they were referred by somebody down there, we want to go in and select a lead or client in the system that they were referred by. Quick story in Callahan's is we were thinking about going to 100% uh, maintenance package. You had to have a full maintenance package with us to be a client. If it was just a one-time spring cleanup, you wouldn't necessarily be our client. So we ran these reports that I'm going to show you. And non-emotionally, we had an elderly lady that literally would get about a $200 to $250 cleanup once a year every spring. So we figured that wasn't a good product fit because it wasn't a year-round uh, customer. But what we did go find out is we went into her referral report, and she was referring 15 to 20 people from her church group every year. And it was astronomical, her value uh, that she was bringing from that one-time service, she was generating significant reoccurring service. So if you're going in to make those uh, major decisions in your business, you need to have this detail so we can go in non-emotionally and run some reports and make uh, decisions based on the non-emotional number. So very important that we get it in. Under personal information, we get first name, last name, service address, email, cell phone. Under details, we're going to go commercial or residential. And under sales, source and referred by if it was applicable. Now, lead entry form in your office or by the virtual assistant, uh, I thought I would hit on this because once we convert that lead into a client, this billing tab is going to give you the override on that particular client to override the default. So in this test account where I took the screenshot, uh, the default is set up to invoice monthly and net due 10. So if I wanted to change this to bill daily due on receipt, I could do it for this particular client. So that gives you the ability to override the defaults of the system. And once again, you can bill daily, weekly, or monthly on service autopilot. And then the bottom part here is office notes. So this is your internal note area under private that you would set up for entering office notes. So we want to make sure that we train our team to make these PC politically correct um, because there's certain areas in the system that may not be private and they could show up on the payment portal or other online areas. So always best practice to make these um, 
okay if the internal or external customer would see these. Once again, any comments or questions, um, drop them in the online feed. Uh, Philip Bunny says, this system is amazing. I need it. Well, Philip, feel free to drop me a private message on Facebook, and I'm happy to give you a, a live one-to-one -one look under the hood as well. Um, and how this system, you know, helped change my business and my life along the way. So uh, we're just scratching the surface, Philip. So glad you glad you joining us today. So next thing is action items for success is lead acquisition. So if you're using Pro or Pro Plus, this would be called a auto assist. Uh, it's a shortcut button. Now, if you're using the Pro or standard version, we can access this under forms. But if you're using Pro Plus, we highly recommend using this auto assist and. These are customized by each customer, but what we've done is created a fillable lead sheet. And this fillable lead sheet is creating a standard intake. So whether it's you, the solo entrepreneur, a virtual assistant, or five or six people in your office, we're gonna create a standardized way of taking intaking the information that you need to get for success each and every time. So once again, we're standardizing this and being able to delegate it to um, a team and not have it rely on the business owner. So uh, one of the companies that we work with in the cleaning industry, highly recommended if you haven't checked it out, is CBF, Cleaning Business Fundamentals. But we've created a um, a photo intake form particular to CBF, and uh, Debbie Sardone has been kind enough to allow us to share some of this here because um, we build out her CBF in a box uh, for service autopilot users. But the idea here is I want to give you an, some context of what this looks like. So the first name, last name, cell phone automatically populates if it's in the system. So there's no double entry. But how did you hear about it? So if we hadn't gotten that sales source, it automatically forces that team to look at it again. Is this a one-time or ongoing service? Is it a move in or move out? Is it a weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly service? So now we're, we're grabbing the information that's in, important. Um, we're looking, is it a special event? How soon do you need your first work? So if we're booked out for the next two weeks in our lawn care or home cleaning company, this is qualifying the customer. So if it's looking for a one-time job and we can't book for two weeks and they need it today or tomorrow, well, we, we were eliminating some of the time there. We're getting our hottest, most qualified leads to our sales team and sorting them out through. Have you ever hired a professional before that once again, we're qualifying and we're going to grab some property specific data based on home cleaning here of number of bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage of home, people in the house, number of pets. Um, this is very applicable for lawn care. I used a very similar version in my lawn care company, or if you're in home cleaning, those are the two predominant, um, service industries, but we work with pest control, pool services, uh, pet waste removal, you name it. Um, service autopilot is available to work on pretty much any service business. So next thing is website and social lead generation. So if you remember from our flow chart, we had that website uh, lead capture, and I'm going to recommend a V3 form because that is going to do duplicate checking. So you take the strip code, you send it to your webmaster, and they're going to style it um, and make that mobile responsive. So I've got a couple friends of Simple Growth here um, that were allowed me to take some screenshots of their process. Um, so I can show you some examples, but we've got a website lead capture here with a service autopilot form. So all service autopilot forms can look different. Your webmaster can um, take the color, the branding and make that look. But Garrett Matthews here, um, website is he's got his video and an estimate request. So this is a static form where you put your first name, last name, what services you're interested in. It submits and it automatically dings his office. And I believe they have a few hour window where they have to get that estimate out. Now, uh, Rob Trependell of Trependell Landscape, um, I've got his social media. So his 
Uh, this example is Facebook. We also do this in Instagram. I'm going to recommend that your social media has a bot with a sync to service autopilot. So what we've done as a certified advisor of service autopilot is created a automated um, messenger bot that would reside uh, either on your social media or your website, but it ties into a product like Zillow or some other ones that we tie into to get property specific data. So in lawn care, it's the lot square footage and we have a process to suck out the square footage of the home. So it's just based on the grass basically, or at home clean, it's a livable square footage. And we can pull things such as number of bedrooms, bathrooms, things like that, that may be applicable. But the idea is on Rob's social media, this pops up and the, the consumer can have a live but automated conversation inside the bot and actually sign up for services. And when they do, that contact information, the square footage of the area being serviced, the price and all the other contact information now is automatically synced in the service autopilot with duplicate checking. So once again, we're buying time back and eliminating that repetitive, uh, tedious work that I hate doing and I'm sure your, hate team, your team hates doing as well. So recommending we have a website lead capture, that is automatically entering those contacts into service autopilot. We have social media bots with a sync to service autopilot. And I also recommend taking that bot, if you're utilizing it, right? Like uh, on Rob's here uh, thing is we have that bot that pops up below the little red dot. And it literally says, continue with Facebook or continue as a guest. And they don't have to be using Facebook to use this, but if they are, it's advantageous because it's starting to pull real data out of Facebook and transfer it into service autopilot when the time is correct. So website, social media with a bot, sync to SA, um, and a website with a bot sync to SA. And we also want to have a website bot exit pop-up. So unlike the old school pop-ups, when you go to leave an, a website, if you haven't done it, the action that's required, it would pop up, but it would be static. Now, when you do an exit pop-up with a bot, it takes you back into that automated uh, kind of choose your own adventure like you're a kid um, conversation. Now, the cool thing is here, that when this happens, it can alert someone in your office during working hours if you want to jump in as a live person to continue to have that live conversation over the chat bot. So uh, one of the talks, SA Thrive's coming up here uh, very, very shortly. I'm going to be giving about an hour talk on the new shift in buying habits, conversational marketing. One of the things I'm going to be talking about is this shift and how it's been accelerated with COVID. So if you haven't bought your ticket for SA Thrive yet, Definitely do it. Um, huge, huge uh, event over two days remotely uh, live so you can enjoy from your office and bring your team members in. Keynote speakers, Marcus Sheridan of uh, the sales line, and they ask you answer. Absolutely stoked to see him. I learn something every time I see him, but uh, make sure you join my talk because I'm going to be breaking down the science of this and why you need to do this. But I'm going to use the analogy here. Um, and I'm going to pick on, on Garrett's form here, but Garrett has a bot that goes along with this. So Garrett's doing it right. But what happens here is when, if you ask someone to fill out this form and submit it, what you're doing is that you're basically telling the consumer that I, I would love to do work with you, but I'm going to do work with you when it's convenient for me as the business owner. And the new shift in buying that I'm going to dive into in my talk at SA Thrive is that shift, how Uber, DoorDash, Amazon, Netflix, they figured out how to create on-demand on -demand buying for your, your consumers. We're going to show you on our talk at SA Thrive how to create that same on-demand buying for your lawn care, home cleaning, or service business. So a talk you don't want to miss. But question is, do you have all these lead sources with automatic lead creation and duplicate checking 
And does it tri trigger automation for predictable outcomes and results inside Service Autopilot? If you don't have these four here, I'm going to highly recommend you're going to need them for success in 2021. Because one thing is for sure, when things go back to normal or what the new normal is after COVID, um, they're never going to go back to 100%. And the on-demand buying has been accelerated. So if your consumer goes onto your website and you don't have the ability for on-demand buying, they're going to go to your next competitor that does. So really important. Check out the SA Thrive Talk. And if you don't make it for some reason, make sure these four areas are set up in Service Autopilot or synced to Service Autopilot for 2021 success. Very, very important. Next thing is SMS, which is text messaging. So text to quote. So not only does the bot, as you put it on there, uh, interact in live time with your customers, but we can start text messaging. So text message could be type estimate to this, this number that's associated with that bot. And we can use that basically vanity text to uh, put on your website, your vehicles, your mailers, your nine around door hangers. Uh, we've had them as leave behinds in the cleaning industry on, a, on a, basically a business card to um, give the cleaner a review or refer friends. Very cool ways of doing this, but we can go out and um, create a text opt-in by texting in a certain message to that bot phone number. And cool thing is it syncs all that information in the service autopilot. So no double entry and we're getting the hottest, most qualified leads to your sales team or you when they're ready to buy. Very, very important. So some visual clues around service autopilot around leading client status and database hygiene. Uh, first thing we want to do is when we go in and search, we want to create a streamlined flow. flow. So I talked about the five or six main screens or basically five or six screens of success that I like to, to say. Once it's fully set up, uh, Simple Growth as a certified advisor of Service Autopilot, um, we've been doing this uh, since the first days of certified advisors. We, we go in and, and help you streamline that workflow. And this is uh, the workflow I like to teach because we want to minimize the amount of screens we have to teach our team to uh, get into it off the bat. So the visual clues for success is um, this little red L here next to the avatar is a lead. Now, if you go over to the left here where there's no avatar, that's a lead that's been closed out. So once again, I said, when we lose that estimate, we need to close that lead out for database hygiene. The little avatar here with nothing next to it is a client and the avatar with a, a little slash through it there is a canceled client. So now visually, as we search through the database, we can easily visually see where they're at in a customer life cycle. As well at the bottom of the screen, you see that little long add an estimate bar. That's another visual clue in V2 that they are indeed a lead. And if there's three distinct columns for jobs, uh, financials, and estimates and contracts, that's another visual clue for your team that you are now on a client screen. Um, so these are some of the things as we're teaching our new admin or a virtual assistant to expedite the learning curve inside the software. So action items for a successful lead acquisition. Uh, we talked about on Garrett's website, that lead acquisition form. Like I said, this can be done in V2 and V3. I'm going to hit some of the highlights in V2. I believe V3 actually is just probably a little bit easier um, because some of these things are already mapped back for you. Um, but the main things that you definitely need to look at is I would recommend is showing timeline, tags on submit if you have any automations or segmentation, auto-approve, create on submit, and create on submit. So this is the back end. If you've never seen this, how you create a form and service, Autopilot V2. Um, we've got first name, last name, address, phone number, email, and the services below that, that they're interested in. And then when they hit submit, this automatically is transferred over to SA and it creates a lead on submission if you have that set up. So those are the, those are the main keys to success here that I'm going to recommend uh, that you're using. Um, V3 is really great. Same functionality 
a little bit uh, different setup and it has duplicate checking based on the customized duplicate checking that you want. So great added functionality there. So the additional action items for successful lead acquisition is going to be why was the estimate won or why was the estimate lost? So what you're going to do in service autopilot is you're going into that gear icon. You're pulling up estimate reasons and we add an estimate reason. So as we're in there, we want to go in and select the reasons why people hired us and they didn't hire us. We're going to start creating data. So we go to build this marketing plan at the end of this uh, call here. We have data why people were hiring us and not hiring us. That's really important for our marketing copy and other things that we should be looking at. So next thing is we want to go in and track why people cancel us. So is it they're moving? Is it customer service? Maybe it's something else, but there's going to be certain trends that you're going to see. So very similar, uh, the analogy that Wayne Gretzky used, he wanted to be where the puck was going to be, not where the puck was. Well, if we know based on cancellation reasons where our market locally is going, um, that might be some insight. Just like in my market, uh, when Kodak and Xerox didn't necessarily go out of business, but they shrank exponentially, a lot of the white collar workers working for Xerox and Kodak that were our clients were canceling. But luckily enough, we were able to see it wasn't a dissatisfaction. They were moving and they actually moved out of our market. So these are trends of how healthy is your actual market that you're servicing well as well. So these are things that you want to take a look at. So why do uh, estimate one loss cancels reasons for 2021? So like I said, we want to know the trends of why people are hiring us, why they're not hiring us. And just like the Wayne Gretzky analogy, uh, new market trends, where are they going? So not only if they're moving, but insights, the buying habits, is it in person or online? So each one of these website forms, I'm going to suggest each marketing source should have a separate form with a different form. So you'd have a separate form and a lead source for each one of your Facebook ads or your Instagram ads or your website. So now we can see how many leads came in from each marketing source and how many converted into a client and the client acquisition cost, and hopefully lifetime value. So if you're working with um, anybody doing Facebook advertising or different Google advertising, if it's driving to a former landing page, uh, that expert should be asking you for separate landing pages where you're tracking the success of that marketing campaign. Um, so if you're just joining us, join us late. Any comments or questions, feel free to drop them in here as well. Um, so action item success for add the cancellation reason. So some of the cancellation reasons we may be looking at is too expensive, cancel, dissatisfied, sign with a competitor. Uh, maybe it's a duplicate. So we can, we can check that out as well. Uh, but now we know the stats behind it. So why standardizing this workflow will create predictable 2021 successes. We need to know certain things before we can go out and build this marketing budget that we're going to do here in a minute. Uh, we need to know the number of leads that were generated, the number of leads that were converted into a client, the conversion percentages. So the conversion percentage is taking a lead and turning them into a client. That's the percentage of one estimates. Terminations or other, other words known as churn. So you can have as many customers coming in the top of the funnel new as old customers going out and canceling. And why are we losing these clients? So we can go in and dial in for quality if it's an issue there. Um, and the average percent net new growth for 2021. So why does a lead source matter for this? So we've got a few different reasons here that we've, we've gone through already, but we need to know per lead source, the number of leads per lead source 
the number of leads that converted into a client, and then that CAC. CAC is client acquisition cost per lead source. As you're going to see on the next couple of slides, all lead sources are not created equally. So you may have a Facebook ad that gets a client for 120 bucks, but they're worth say $10,000. You may have a home advisor lead that acquires a client for 25 bucks, but the client lifetime value of home advisor lead is 250 to $300. So um, obviously in that comparison, that Facebook lead acquisition um, is a little more expensive, but the client lifetime value is significantly better. There's a better ROI or return investment on that lead source. So how do we access these reports um, for lead and conversion tracking inside Service Autopilot? So we're going to go up to the top header here and go to Reports and Reports Center. Now, it's going to load the new um, V3 or Logi uh, Report Center. What I'm going to recommend if you're getting your, your feet wet with this, uh, dip your toes in here. Don't go out and build your own analysis off the off the bat. Have some foundational understanding of the reports that are already there, uh, free of no charge. Um, obviously, you can build your own reports for free, but you want to go in, and I recommend going to a little toaster icon, I like to call it. But there's a lot, bunch of really good pre-canned reports, and then once we get that data, we can build upon custom reports that you build yourself um, or with the launch team's help. So sales source by summary is, is a great one. How many new leads? came in, number of leads converted, conversion rate, open rates, and we would go in and get our total leads converted and our conversion ratio and our lead source um, by sales source. So how many people came from each marketing source? So this is called sales source by summary under that little toaster oven. We're going to go in and utilize the data from the SRA reports to plan on um, track tracking success in 2021. So, um, Customer churn, dissatisfied, price too expensive, moved out of area. These are things that we can now non-emotionally find in here um, and go out and report on. Now, next thing is we want to utilize the data and asset reports and create something like what I've got right here to create a marketing plan with cash flow projections. So I'm going to dive into that um, right now. And then just a little preview before I dive into that, you know, uh, what's the next thing we're going to address with the SA setup? Well, it's going to be the standardized estimating workflow. So I'm going to go out and, uh, in part two of this, create a standardized estimating workflow for predictable delegatable estimating. Um, what I'm going to do is dive into this here and take a look at this. So we've got our sales source by summary here. And how many leads, how many converted, and our percentage closed in there. Now, the next thing is we're going in and looking at our lead sources. Company scorecard, converted conversion terminations, net new clients after cancels, and our cancellation report and cancellation by lead source. So we know how many canceled on average from each place. And then our average clients per day. So I actually pulled this right out of uh, this data here, typed it in from my old um, Callahan's account. And, and our average client lifetime uh, for a client was nine years. So we, we if someone bought with us, we knew we'd have nine years of them. So we can multiply that by the average value yearly, and that would give us our client lifetime value. So we're going to take all this data now and drive it into a marketing plan. So I plugged in Google here, but I said, hey, we're not tracking number of pieces, not a door hanger or a hard piece of mail. We would. But what we've done is we've made some assumptions. So based on 600 um, leads produced from Google from last year, I'm going to say we're increasing our ad spend by 20%. So if everything remained the same, we should be able to raise our lead acquisition by 20%. So 
based on an increase of 20%, or you should get 720 leads based on our closing percentage. Historically at Google, we should have 252 sales. Now the cost of the marketing function here was $18,720. So on average with the math, our new client acquisition cost through Google was $74.29. Now the average season total, the value from that client from Google was $878. So we knew our client return on investment based on a 70. So for every $74 I spent, I netted 800, basically $80 of revenue. So we can go in and put the timing in here, the geographic area and some assumptions. So just for easy data, uh, I spread the ad spend across all the months, but traditionally like in the Northeast, it would be very heavy between March, April, and May. Um, and that's where we're doing the bulk of our selling. But what we would do is put our ad spend across and then have a total and then makes the assumption here of how many new sales would we get based on that 1560 spend. Um, so we'd fill this whole thing out per marketing source in a cash flow projection. And at the bottom, when we filled this out completely, we would know how much money we needed for our advertising spend, how many new clients we projected, how many projected canceled based on the previous historic SA supports and the projected client total. So new clients minus cancels, total net clients. Um, so what I would recommend is definitely watch this again and go through the key things you need set up inside Service Autopilot and then go into your SA reports and run those reports for your, um, your basically your lead source acquisition and company scorecard and then create a Google Sheet or an Excel sheet similar to this to track those wins and losses. And then in addition, as we scroll down, we're going to go into each service and build out sales goals for each service. And then at the bottom, we'll have daily accountability. So the number of lawn mowing accounts needed to hit the goal, number of fertilization accounts. This could be the number of top to bottom deluxe cleanings versus weekly recurring or biweekly cleanings as well. But as we add sales, we have a moving benchmark that we can track. And at the end of the week, we have new wet, uh, weekend net new clients and weekend clients needed to hit our goals. So we've created transparency and goals that can be tracked daily and weekly for accountability and to let our whole team or at least our sales team know where we're at. So uh, hopefully that was helpful. This is the first part of a several series um, thing that I'm going to be doing in between the live interviews we do on the SA Weekly Talk Show. But it's really important if we're going to have success in 2021, we start setting up the foundations inside the software uh, for you to be successful. So once again, appreciate joining the SA Weekly Talk Show today. Comments or questions in the live or recorded version, feel free to put them in. And if you need some help with any of this, feel free to reach out um, via Facebook or email um, to Simple Growth Systems as a certified advisor. We're helping you to uh, give you some free resources as well as uh, if you're interested in getting an audit of your service autopilot system, uh, that's something we can do as well. Um, we have a uh, free audit sign up at sg-audit.com as well. So uh, we will see you again next week on the SE Weekly Talk Show. We're going to get back into our interview cadence, but I'm going to sprinkle a few of these Facebook Lives in here. What you need, set up and service autopilot to go out and crush your 2021 goals. And this is the time to take action. Don't wait to January, February when it's too late and you're getting in the rush and scrambling. We want to take this step-by-step -step every few weeks through the SA Weekly Talk Show to give you the foundational pieces for success in 2021. So once again, Mike Callahan, SA Weekly Talk Show, coming at you live, noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, 
right here on the Service Autopilot page. And we'll hopefully see you live at SA Thrive here coming up. So make sure you grab your tickets if you haven't, and make sure you attend my talk uh, on the next shift in buying. If you like this show, you might want to check out our resources at www.startsimplegrowth.com. While you're there, enter to win an Estimator chatbot. Mike Callahan is available for private coaching.